You're listening to the Embrace Church podcast. You're about to hear a message recorded from a live service here in South Dakota. Wherever you're at today, we hope this message encourages you to take a step towards Jesus. Let's jump in. What's up, Embrace? Welcome to everybody joining across all of our campuses, to network churches, to anyone joining online. Welcome. We're glad you're here. My name is Jacob, and I'm the campus pastor over at our Sertoma campus. And today we are wrapping up our series, Weird Stuff Christians Do. Each week, we've been looking at a weird thing that Christians do. We've been talking about why it's weird, but then more importantly, we've been deep diving on why it's so important that we do it. And today, to wrap things up, the weird thing that Christians do is Christians hear from God. Christians hear from God. Now, why is that weird? What about hearing from God is strange to most people? Well, we're talking about a a universe-creating, always-present, all-knowing, all-powerful God that we can't see communicating directly to us. And if you've been around Christianity much, you've probably heard a Christian say something like, well, God said to me, or God told me, or God led me to, or God pushed me to. And after you hear that phrase, God told me, one of two things usually happens. One, that person then says something to you that is so spot on, you can't help but believe that person really just heard from God. Or the second thing that can happen is they say one of the most insane things you've ever heard in your entire life to you. Like you truly wonder, has this person ever even read the Bible in their life, right? Like just crazy stuff. It's like God told me. That tomorrow, the world is ending and aliens are coming to suck our brains out and you better sell your new Jeep Cherokee or you're gonna burn in hell forever. It's like, what's going on right now? I got to experience this firsthand at the very first church I was a pastor at on one of my very first Sundays there. I saw this big guy across in the lobby, big, big, tall guy, big beard. He wore overalls, had a straw hat on. This is a real person, I promise, okay? We'll call him Rick in this story, okay? And Rick sees me on day one of me being there and he beelines it to me because God had told him something about me. Now he couldn't tell me in that moment. He wanted me to wait till next week. So next week rolls around and he shows up and he hands me a CD. And I'm like, what's this? (laughs) Who gives CDs anymore? I'll I'll store this with my butter churner and my stick and hoop game. Like, what, what am I supposed to do with this thing? But he tells me, that on this CD, there's 30 minutes of his recorded voice telling me everything that God told him about me. So I went home to my apartment. I put this on my Blu-ray player, actually, because again, who has a CD player anymore? Matter of fact, who even has a Blu-ray player anymore? So I put it on and the CD crackles on. And one of the first things I hear is this, Jacob, God told me that you've got the spirit of John Cougar Mellencamp living inside of you. I'm like, whoa, what? And then it went on a little bit later, went on a little bit later, said, said, Jacob, God told me that one day you'll be tied to the front of a ship. Like, I certainly hope not. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but I certainly hope not. My parents were actually visiting me at the time and they were hearing this CD go on and on. And after about five minutes, I think my mom said something like, I don't like this. And so I quickly took that CD and threw it away. And that is, that is gone now. Also, side note, 
John Cougar Mellencamp is still alive. Like, how is his spirit living inside of me? It makes no sense. The reality is, when it comes to hearing from God, we probably have experiences like this that has shaped our beliefs on whether God speaks to us at all. One of the most common things I hear from people who are frustrated in their faith, they'll honestly say things like, I've just never heard from him. I don't know if he really talks to me. Whenever I pray, he seems to be silent. And this can lead to a lot of frustration and even some harsh feelings towards God. It can also be an area of our faith where we can kind of start to feel less than, right? Like we hear that someone else heard something from God and we're kind of like, well, that must be nice. I'd love, for, I'd love that for me in my life right now. So my hope and prayer today is to help us understand that God is always speaking. He's always speaking, but just maybe not in the way that we think. In fact, I bet that all of us, nearly all of us have probably heard from God. We just didn't know that it was him speaking. So here's what I wanna answer for us today. The what, how, and why. What does God's voice sound like? How does he speak to us? And why should we listen? And just a heads up, this is a note taker, folks. So make sure you jot some stuff down as we go. But we'll start with the what. What does God's voice sound like? I think we just figured it out. It sounds like John Cougar Mellencamp, right? <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna take us to 1 Kings 19, to a story where there's this guy named Elijah, and Elijah is running for his life. He's angered the wrong people, and now these people want to mess his life up, maybe even kill him. So in this moment of desperation, Elijah is like, I need to hear from God right now. What do I do? So Elijah gets away to the wilderness. And in the wilderness, he climbs to the top of this mountain and stays in this cave at the top of the mountain. And he needs to hear from God. So he starts praying to God as he sits in this cave. And he says this, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. See, Elijah is in the spot that so many of us often find ourselves in. Life gets tough. There are obstacles in our way. Things get really hard, and we're like, God, would you just please speak to me? Could, could I hear something from you on what I should do next? What should I do? We can all relate to exactly where Elijah is at in this story. So Elijah then goes and stands at the edge of this mountain. He leaves the cave and stands on the edge of this mountain and he sees something happen. We read this. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And, the, and after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. So what does God's voice sound like? God's voice is a whisper. God's voice is a whisper. You see, Elijah, he sees this powerful wind tear the mountains apart. He sees an earthquake shake the ground around him. He sees this blazing fire come out of nowhere and God isn't speaking in any of that. 
But then he hears a gentle whisper and he covers his face because he knows he's just heard from the living God. See, some of us are missing out on God's voice because we're listening for the wrong thing. We've been convinced that the only way that God speaks to us is through these big, grandiose, magnificent gestures where he spells the name of your future spouse out in the clouds, or he, he helps you pick your major by spelling it out in your bowl of cereal. God is speaking all the time, but it's a whisper. It's a whisper. It's this thought that enters your mind. It's this quiet nudge from him. We won't hear him if we're listening for the wrong thing. And believe me, I know that this is hard because we're listening for a whisper in a world that is screaming. So that's why it's so important that we look at what Elijah did first in this story. It says that Elijah got away into the wilderness. He got away from it all so he could hear the whisper. We have to start setting ourselves up in life to have moments where we can hear that whisper because we don't want to be listening for the wrong thing. And we mistake God's voice in other ways too. A lot of times we, we start listening for God's voice and we think that it's gonna sound like us. So here's the second thing I want us to know. God's voice doesn't sound like you. God's voice doesn't sound like you. The, the perfect God, the, the, the all-knowing, all-powerful God, creator of heaven and earth, believe it or not, he doesn't speak or think like you and I. We're flawed. We like to twist things. We like things to always go in our favor. Our voice is truly nothing like God. So again, we can start missing the voice of God if we're listening for it, like we're gonna hear it, like it's us talking to somebody. Like it's just our own voice right back to us. It's not gonna sound like that. His voice is different than ours. So we must get to know God, to learn his voice, because he isn't gonna sound like you and I. Lastly, what does God's voice sound like? God's voice is good news. God's voice is good news. See, some of us have actually already made up our mind on what God's voice sounds like. And unfortunately, it's a voice that says, you're not good enough. You'll never be a leader because you're not holy enough. You know, you don't know enough, actually. You're forgiven, but you're running out of chances. When in reality, God's voice is constantly speaking hope and life and love over us. God's voice brings good news in life. And sometimes it's hard news. Sometimes it's really hard news, but it's always for our good and for our growth. Some of us have decided what God's voice sounds like. And again, because we're stuck on this assumption that it's a voice that is constantly disappointed and angry in us, we're missing his actual voice that is constantly speaking words of hope to us. So hopefully that gives us some help around what God's voice sounds like. God's voice is a whisper. God's voice doesn't sound like you. And God's voice is good news. Now we get to the how, okay? It's like a whole new section now. How does God speak to us? Well, the most important and tangible way that God speaks to us today is through his word. Through his word. 
The Bible is unlike any other book in the world. And if you wanna know all the reasons why, you should go listen to week one of this message series where Travis Waldner talked all about why, why and how we can reliably trust and read the Bible. But this is the, way, the main way that God speaks to us. And that makes us uncomfortable. Why? Because in our culture today, we don't like things that are definite. We don't like things that say, this is good, and this is not. So we like to get into that world of, of well, well, this is what it means to me. But oh, had to get a Midwest open there. Oh, we just learned that God's voice doesn't sound like us. So this is what this means to me doesn't really work. And that makes us uncomfortable because that means that there are things that God's voice is telling us to stop doing. And there are things that God's voice is telling us we should absolutely start doing. This means that God's voice will never contradict his word. Here's an example of this. I've heard, I've heard many Christians, many friends in my life say something along these lines. Uh, I feel like God is calling me to a season where I pull away from the church, where, where I step away from my small group, where I step away from my Christian friends. Like, like, I don't need to be in a church or around my Jesus following friends to be a Christian, but let's just wait. Let's wait on that. What does God's voice say about that? And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. God isn't going to speak things to us that don't line up with his word. Knowing that God's voice is embedded in the pages of the Bible is such good news because something that I know we all do, because I do this as well, we'll pray about things and ask God to speak into things that he already spoke about in the Bible. I want to give you another example of this just so we're super clear on this. I've had friends that I've heard, they're praying for who they should date. It's like, who should I date? Should I date this person, God? They're not a Christian. They don't respect their parents at all. They never try to serve me or anyone around me, but they're super attractive. Like they're a 10 out of 10, like they are fine, right? <laughs> like, God, should I date this person? Should I date them? Good news, he talks all about the people who we should surround ourselves with in, the, in his word. His voice on this matter is clear and we don't need a thundercloud to rumble above our heads to let us know what it says in Proverbs. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Don't date that person. That person is a fool. Don't end up suffering harm. Friends, this is amazing news because a whole bunch of us just got our prayers answered. We've been praying about things, wanting God to speak into things in our life that he's already spoke about. That's good news for us today. That's why we talk about the importance of being in the Bible daily because it is literally God speaking to us. How else does he speak to us? He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. This one's a bit tougher we need to go to scripture here to understand what the Holy Spirit does in us. So when we confess our faith in Jesus, when we're saved, Jesus gives us this gift of the Holy Spirit. He literally fills us with the Holy Spirit. And we learn that this is one of the main roles of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It says this in John, 
But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So a huge reason that Jesus gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit is to teach us all things and to remind us of everything that Jesus taught us. We talked earlier about that whisper, that, that still small voice, that little, that little quiet nudge. So I'm gonna put you in a situation here. Let's say you're at the park and you see a parent, they're by themselves and they're trying to wrangle multiple kids and it's not going well. Like someone just fell and scraped their knee. Everybody is screaming and crying. If it's me in that situation, I'm screaming and crying. I need a Capri sunbreak at this point too, all right? It's going bad. And, and, and then that whisper, that little small voice comes into your head. You should go and help that person. Hey, you should go and help that person. Here's what's happening. What's happening in that moment is the Holy Spirit is reminding us of everything Jesus said to us. Where? Again, in the Bible. We spend time in God's word. And, and so we begin to grow this deep well in us of all the things that Jesus says to do. And then the Holy Spirit reaches down into that well and brings to mind the truth that Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. And as the Holy Spirit brings that to mind, that is God speaking to you saying, you should go and help that person. How cool is that? Again, we read it in God's word. It lives in us. And then at that perfect yet sometimes inconvenient moment, the Holy Spirit will reach down and pull that to our minds. And we know God is speaking to us. You should go and help that person. One more way that God speaks to us is God speaks to us through others. God speaks to us through others. To hear the voice of God as clearly as possible, we need solid friends who follow Jesus. I just wanna say that again this morning. In order to hear the voice of God as clearly as possible, we need solid friends who follow Jesus. Those people who are in that community for you, they're also reading the Bible and they can hold a mirror up to your life knowing that they aren't judging you. They're actually loving you by saying, hey, this part of your life is not lining up with God's best for you right now. Hey, you know, you know this part of your life, it's really not lining up with God's word. These are also the people who are your biggest prayer warriors. They're the people who celebrate with you when you win in life. They're the people who celebrate the small things with you. They're the people who send you that perfect encouraging text at the perfect moment. And just as the Holy Spirit is reaching down into that well and bringing the words of Jesus to mind for you, the Holy Spirit's doing that same thing for your friends as well. And sometimes those words are gonna be for you. They're gonna be for you. We say it all the time, right? Right? This person is a godsend. Man, this person came into my life at the perfect time. They are a godsend. Well, man, shouldn't we believe that God might use them to say something really important to us? After all, God sent them into our lives. They're a godsend. We must start seeing our Christian friends as people that God placed into our lives to speak truth into us. So how does God speak to us? God speaks to us through his word. God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. And God speaks to us through others. So why? That's the great question, right? Why, why is this important? Why should we listen for the voice of God in our lives? 
Uh, I've, got, I've got two kids at home. I have a two-year-old named Dakota, and then a brand new baby girl, two months, uh, named Callie. I just had to find a way to get some cute pictures of them in this, uh, in this message here. And when I, think about, when I think about hearing from God, when I think about, about talking to God, I think about my kids. I think about how much I love talking to my kids. One of the greatest gifts of a, uh, that I have as a father is being able to communicate with them. Right now, my baby girl, she, she makes just the most wonderful little baby noises. They're not even words, but they bring me so much joy. I love it. She loves when I talk to her, when I sing her weird little songs or make up goofy freestyle raps. Baby Got Bottle is a huge hit in our house right now. <laughs> then my two-year-old, I picked him up from daycare the other day. And I said, what did you do today, buddy? And he said, I, I can do a spot on impression of my two-year-old. He said, dad, I pay basketball. Like everything goes up at the end. Basketball, that's, that's how his voice is. Dad, I play basketball. And I was, I was so stoked because I love basketball. So I had, to, I had to ask him the question, were you working on your jump shot, buddy? He's two. Were you working on your jump shot? And he said, yeah, I not make it too high. I not make it too high. And in that moment, as his dad, I got to tell him, buddy, I'm proud of you for trying your best and not giving up. You'll get that shot up there next time. And as much as I wish I didn't sound like a 90s TV dad when I talked, that is what I said to him in that moment, okay? See, what was happening was I got to hear the honest voice of my son telling me that he missed the shot. He didn't accomplish the goal. He didn't succeed at what he so badly wanted to succeed at. And as his father, I got to speak to him the words that I so badly knew that his heart needed to hear. You're not a failure. You can do it. You'll get that shot next time. You've got more in you. I'm gonna keep loving you no matter how many shots you miss. So why should we listen to the voice of God? It's pretty simple. He wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you. If I wanna to talk to my son and daughter every day, just imagine how much your heavenly father wants to talk to you every single day. He doesn't want it to be one time when the stars randomly align and you get this message from him. He wants a real deal, everyday conversational relationship with you. He wants to talk to you. How do you make your relationship with God thrive and flourish? It's communication. He made you, he created you, he gave you life and he loves you and he cares for you. And just like a child, we have so many questions. Why am I here, God? Who am I? What am I supposed to do with my life? What skills and abilities have you given me? Do you love me? Are you proud of me? And he wants to answer all of those questions for you through his whisper, through his word, through the Holy Spirit and through others. He wants that one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with you. God is watching us spiritually stumble our way through this life. Sometimes falling on our faces, well, really oftentimes falling on our faces, right? 
sometimes missing the shot, sometimes going through a divorce, falling back into addiction, losing a job, feeling more depressed than we ever have, not feeling like you measure up as a parent, feeling like you're failing at everything. And he wants to speak to you as a father and say, I'm so proud of you for trying your best. You can get up. I've come to redeem your life, to restore you. I love you. I care for you. I'm watching over you. He wants to speak to you. And he doesn't want it to be through these one-time big miraculous signs. He wants it to be every single day. Every single day. He wants that relationship with you where you hear his voice and he hears your voice. One of the books that I read in preparing for this message was called Hearing God by Nathan Finocchio. And at the end of his 208 page book, he summarized the whole thing by saying this. Here's the practical truth. If we know the scriptures, have the right people around us and cooperate with what the Bible and our godly friends say, it's going to be tough not to hear from God. For so many of us, we've made it a lot more complicated than it is. He's speaking to us through multiple ways and he wants it to be an everyday kind of thing. And this is how we do it. You can start hearing from God today. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for speaking to us. I thank you, Lord, for speaking to us right now even. As we read your word, as we talked about the ways that you speak to us, Lord, I know that you were speaking to us through that even. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to wake up to what your voice actually sounds like. For any of us, Lord, that have decided that you are just mad and angry and disappointed in us, I pray, Lord, that you'd give us fresh eyes and new vision for how you see us and the words that you actually speak over our lives. I pray that you'd break those assumptions. That you'd help us to start listening for your voice clearly. If there are any of those areas, Lord, that we're honestly just not listening for you in, pray that you'd help us to, to do that this week, to read your word, to ask the Holy Spirit to come and speak, to be around our friends who know and love Jesus so that they can speak words of life into us as well. Thank you, Lord, for not just speaking to us in one way, but speaking to us in multiple ways, Lord. We love you. We thank you. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'd love to have you join us in person at one of our locations. You can find out more at IamEmbrace.com.